Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. It's gonna be a good one today. All right, so when I start talking, we will be live then. All right, welcome to EMG Transformations. Today, I'm eager to feature the man, the myth, the legend, Jose. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I had to do that. (laughs) Maybe you can use that for a clip or something. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So we'll officially be live next. A little icebreaker there. But um, yeah. Oh, you should have used that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if I, so I th- I actually do think that's a great introduction because when you're talking about experiences plus mindset equals growth, when I had my first comedy night, that was probably the joke that hit the best. And I wasn't expecting it to hit the best. I really didn't know what was going to hit and what didn't hit. Some things I thought were going to be the best weren't. Some things that I didn't think were going to get a laugh got a really, really good laugh. But it was an experience that I knew it would make something out of me if I did it. And what was going through my mind three days before is what the heck did I get myself into? I'm a public speaker and I'm trying to do a comedy debut and it's looking like we're going to have a sold out show. (laughs) So on there, I'm like, man, this is this could be devastating to what I do, what I'm doing with my career path with I'm literally teaching people how to become better speakers. But what if I fail? Hmm. But the thing that kept pushing me through was, hey, you know what? If I fail, I fail. If I do great, I do great. But at the end of the day, I think people will appreciate me going out of my way to try something that can inspire someone to go after what they want. And that's what happened in that night. Not only did that experience teach me something, not only did I have a negative thought that transformed into, you know what, just go for it. You can you can inspire people, you can change lives. But the growth happened not only with me, but with the other people who had an opportunity to speak that night and with the people who in that room who were inspired by it. So I love the theme of your podcast, and I think that actually was a good start, even though you probably were going to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, we'll just roll with it now since we're just diving right into it. But I do want to give you the introduction that you deserve. So Brandon here is a speaker, four-time author, entrepreneur, 
mentor, event host, and golf trainer to throw it in there. He is the man with a plan behind A to B Con and Warm Heart Life. This guy does it all and does it well from hosting international speaker school tours to elite mentorship programs and captivating audiences with his powerful speeches. But most importantly, Brandon leads with compassion and integrity to better those around him as he has greatly and generously impacted the trajectory of my life. And this conversation could change yours too. So thank you for joining us today, Brandon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We were sitting there at a dinner in February. We paid for an event. You traveled in there. I took the train in from the city. And we went to that event for one reason. And that was to get around a lot of like-minded people. We didn't know we would meet each other, but we ended up meeting each other. And we had a good conversation that night. And I told you a poem because you were someone who I felt like would appreciate the words in that poem. And did I think you were going to take action on it? I, I don't know, but I wanted to share it with you. And I said, I, I wrote this poem. It was called Becoming Great. And it was very simple. I thought I was good until I saw great. It was then when I understood what achieving my dreams would take. And all that talks about is how you could think you're really good. You could think you're a really good podcast host. And then you go and shadow Joe Rogan for the day and you see greatness, not only with Joe Rogan, but with the guests that come on the show, with the way the studio is laid out, with the quality of the microphones, with the padding that they put on the walls to make sure the sound is really good. You see greatness and then you start to understand the little things that you can do along the way to become great. And that's something that I saw when I was 20 years old. I had a guy come to my school at a speech that I didn't want to go to. And he said he wanted to be the best in the world at what he did. So what did he do? He wrote down the top 10 people in the world at what he wanted to be the best at. And then he just went and learned, observed, shadowed, studied, and met all 10 of those people. So I started doing that at 20 years old. And three weeks later, I was on a phone call with a, the number three person on my list. He told me every single thing I needed to do to be successful in that field. Six years later, because I acted on what he said, I acted on what the best in the world said. I got voted top 50 in America at what I did. And I started to understand how to accelerate the process of success. Now, there was three years that went into what I was interested in before that, and then another six years after that, before I got recognized as one of the best in the world. But what accelerated everything was seeing greatness, tasting it, touching it, witnessing it, learning from the greats. And I was like, you know what? This was great. I'm probably still going to do this for a couple of years, but this is not where I want to go the next five, 10 years. And I took a lot of time to think that night. I said, what is it that I really want? And I said, you know what? I want to climb up this next mountain, whatever it looks like with a massive group of people. And because of that, you're one of those people climbing up that mountain with me. And I'm just so inspired by all the action that you're taking and all the inspiration 
that you're creating, not only with this podcast, but with the person that you are. So thank you. Man, man, thank you. That much received and appreciated. And, you know, that poem did make like that was the first like major insight that we had that I had from you that night. And, you know, that just like drew my curiosity, like what else does this guy know? Like he, he's pretty smart. And, you know, the interesting thing about that night is I don't think you were necessarily like planning on going there. You had a mutual friend that kind of tagged along with and then I kind of went last minute as well. So the fact that we both like got there in the room and then we're eating dinner next to each other, we're there for like two hours just talking, man, like it it feels like it was supposed to be. And honestly, like that poem, that that guidance that night has really changed my life and the way I approach life now and just on a daily operations, I want to be great. I saw greatness that week. And now I'm trying to model that and I want to continue to model that. So really appreciate you for sharing those words of wisdom that night. And it's something that, you know, I'm going to apply for the rest of my life. So I hope that everyone listening can, you know, apply a touch of that greatness in their life and, you know, get those results too. Because at the end of the day, like all of those people that we think are great, they are great, but they're the same as us. They just have this higher work ethic, this higher standards and, you know, they just hold themselves accountable and surround themselves with the right people. And that's all things that we can do as well. And we were doing it in that room uh, that night in in February. So, yeah. And I, I think one thing that it's hard to understand until you really get to know the greats is if you ask any of the greats, what's one thing that they wish they had? They have it all. They got the money. They got the success. They got the fame. They got the results. But they they want one thing that you have that they just can't get back. What would you guess that is? Time or youth. One exactly. of exactly 100%. You have an opportunity to go after something amazing that can not only change the world, but can inspire other people to change the world. You have an opportunity to chase a dream. And that is the rush that they had in life, was chasing the dream. So that really hit me when I was 26 years old and I I thought I had the success that I wanted, but it wasn't fulfilled. And I said, man, if the one thing if the one thing that these successful people want that I have is the youth, then I might as well enjoy it. I might as well have fun with it. So when I created my my next mission, my next goal, I said, man, I just want to have fun on this journey. I want to chase after something great, but the greatness isn't going to come from the result. The greatness is going to come from the path taken. And it's been one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life over the last three, four years. Every day there's challenges. Every day there's highs, there's lows. But that gave me a different perspective. All of these successful people want one thing that you have, which is the youth, the opportunity to chase after something great. And I think so many people get jealous about people who have the money, but the people who have the money are often jealous of you. 
because they know you can have what they want if you just take the steps that they took to get there. And and I'm saying that all to say that those successful people, they genuinely, they typically genuinely want to help because a small part of that rush gets inside of them seeing you take the steps that they know works. But they have tried to help so many people that haven't taken their advice. So it's hard for them to know that you want help unless you ask. And a lot of people ask without giving. If you can give first, so what do I mean by giving? If you can give a compliment, if you can give a thank you letter, if you can read their book and tell them, hey, this was my main takeaway from this. I applied that and this is what happened. Thank you so much for that. Now they are going to want to give you something in return because you gave them one of the best things that they could possibly get. And that is that their words meant something to another life. Yeah. Man, that is impactful. And, you know, continuing on that, I'd love to know more about warm heart life behind you right there. And like, you know, what is warm heart life? And what's the inspiration behind that? Because it, you know, just just the sound of it, warm heart life, it, it sounds like everything that you're talking about right now as well. Yeah, so I'm sitting on the beach one day, about five years ago. And I'm like, what does everybody need? Because at this point, I'm thinking big. At this point, I already achieved something that I felt like was nearly impossible. So I'm just trying to think as big as I could possibly think. I'm like, what does everybody need? I, screw the product. Screw the service. What does every single person in this world need? And I was like, they need a warm heart. They need someone who they can give a call to when they're having a tough day. They need someone who they can have a drink with to celebrate an incredible accomplishment. They need someone who can collaborate with them on a business to be able to take what they know and then what that other person knows and create something special. I was like, everybody needs a warm heart. So instead of creating a product or service, I started diving deep into what is a warm heart. And I was like, well, a warm heart does one thing really well. And that is they care. I'm watching a speech by Andy Frisella in 2018. And he said, these, these companies pay me hundreds and thousands of dollars to evaluate their company. And I say the same thing every time. You just got to care a little bit more about your employees, about your clients, about yourself. And you're going to be able to get the results that you need to accelerate the business to make it to make sure that it can scale and grow. So I was like, OK, what does what does care mean? I, I, I got this broken down. Everybody needs a warm heart and a warm heart cares more than anything in my mind. So I was like, what does care mean? 
And so my mind, how my mind works, it went to an acronym. I was like, okay, what can C stand for? Let's let's start simplifying this. C, it needs to stand for create opportunities for yourself and others. I figured a warm heart, they, they need to lead by example in a way that gets results, but that also creates opportunities for other people to get better. So I said, okay, C is create opportunities for yourself and others. Then I said, A, okay, what is A? I was like, active lifestyle. But it's not what everybody thinks of with active lifestyle. Active on your goals, active on your relationships. Yes, of course, active on your health. But what do people do with an active lifestyle? They're consistent. They lead by example. And they do the things necessary to continuously get better. So I was like, okay, A stands for active lifestyle. Then I was like, okay, what's R? I was like, respect. Respect is earned, not just given. I think a lot of people, they have success and think, oh, people should automatically respect me. But what if you're a professional baseball player and a five-year-old kid comes up to you and asks for an autograph and you basically just shove your hand in his face and say, just sorry, no. <laughs> How much respect do you think that five-year-old's going to have for that baseball player? How much respect do you think that parent's going to have for that baseball player? Yeah, zip. <laughs> Not much. So I don't care who you are. I feel like respect needs to be earned on a daily basis and shouldn't just be given. So R standard for respect. Now the E stand for excel forward. So A to B con, that was the concept in excel forward. Accelerating the path to get what it is you want. The, the top 10 rule that we talked about earlier that was in Excel Forward. All of these concepts, all of these themes that have happened with Warm Heart Life came from these core values. So for about a year, I would say the core values and their meanings, I had three sub core values under each one of them. I would say their meanings every single day. Maybe, maybe I would miss a couple. I'm not going to act like I was perfect, but I'm I probably 28 out of 30 days a month for about a year, I would just say the core values. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I think I can turn this into a book. So in 2019, I started writing the care principle. And it was one of the most fulfilling years of my life because me and my mentor sat down in the beginning of the year and we just wrote down titles and concepts that we believed in. And so I would just write stories on what those concepts meant. And some of them I added along the way. I would meet a girl out at a bar and she would tell me a story and then I'd write about it in the book. And I, I would I would make it and I would make a point to the story. So it was a lot of fun. And then I would I would meet people out at the bar and I would talk out these stories to see if it clicked with someone or not. And if it did, then I knew it was one that should be in the book 
or I knew there was something that could be refined in there. One of my favorite stories in the book, it's it's just titled, Why Are You Worth It? And that story was inspired when I was out on St. Patty's Day. I went up to these two girls, introduced myself. I said, hey, what's your name? The one girl looks at me. She says, not her name. <laughs> she says, why are you worth it? I said, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like stuttering my word. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm loyal. I'm kind. I'm this. I'm that. I'm probably what any person would say in that situation. I was like, you know what? There was that was probably what I should not have said. <laughs> so I ended up talking to these girls for probably 15, 20 minutes, but there was no connection. It was just like, okay, we're not talking to anybody. You seem like an okay guy. Like, we'll talk to you. And there was no connection there. I walked away. All I was thinking was, man, what would I have said differently to that if I had another opportunity? And I've thought about that for years. Now what goes through my mind is simply, hey, that's a great question. What would make it worth it to you? <laughs> I realized when I look back at that, I never once related it back to her. So now every time I'm talking to someone, whether it's in a romantic setting or whether it's in a professional setting, I'm thinking, why is my time worth it to that person? Why is what I'm going to say, what I'm going to listen to what they say, worth it to that person? And that one concept that I learned at a bar got written in the care principle. And I still think about it all of the time. So Warm Heart Life got created based off the one word that everybody needs a warm heart. And then I broke that down to what is a warm heart? Well, a warm heart cares. And then I broke down care into four core values. I broke those core values into three sub points. They were based on the most successful companies in the world, Walmart, Amazon, Pandora, Jewelers, Starbucks. And I had basically a page of core values. I turned that page of core values into the book called The Care Principle. Now, the care principle got published pretty much in the beginning of 2020. So I was on a high. Yeah. I was on a high. I was. I just had my first event for Warm Heart Life in November. I was getting ready to do my next event. Because at the time, I was with Warm Heart Life, I was going more on the entertainment side. And my goal was to work with up-and-coming musicians. But then when the pandemic happened... <laughs> I had to switch things up. So my mentor said, I will take it back a little bit to the call. So it's March of 2020. I have no idea what to do. And I have a call with my mentor. So he picks up the phone and he says, geez, Brandon, I don't know how you're going to pick up girls anymore now that you can't go out to the bars. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I really needed that because that was the last thought that was going through my head. What was going through my head was like, damn, 
what the heck am I going to do? Because I'm a, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I, the only way that money is coming in is through my business. And all of a sudden it just cut in half. Not only did it just cut in half, but the stress that was going on at the time, you would literally go to a grocery store and someone would cough and then everybody would go. <gasps> and there was just so much unknown going on at that time. But my mentor, he said one thing that really changed everything for me. He says, Brandon, I don't know what to do right now. I'll be honest. I don't know what's going to come of this. I don't know if the world's going to end. But I could tell you one thing. The one thing that this world needs is it needs you to be there for your people. I'm kind of getting like the chills talking about this because this changed my entire business. He said, you got to be there for your people. So for my fitness business that I, was my main source of income, I changed everything. And I switched it in a way where I could be there for my people, whether it was virtual or in person. But then Warm Heart Life, the thing that really meant a lot to me, I said, man, what can I do to be there for my people? I said, you know what? I just had my first event. I had four interns the entire time I was just mentoring them. I said, why don't I, why don't I start an internship program where I'm basically just mentoring the students how to get an internship? And I could actually give them credit because this is an actual internship, even though the main thing I'm teaching them is how to actually get an internship. <laughs> so I started doing that and I posted it up on Indeed. Hey, this is what I'm doing. And I ended up getting like, I think, 10 people on that first call. And it was it was mostly because I don't think people had any opportunities. So I wanted to create an opportunity for myself to be an educator, but also for other people to have an internship. It was one of the most genius things I've ever did in my life. <laughs> so for the next year and a half after that, I had this mentorship internship program that I would do in five to eight week-ish increments. I would always mess around with what I thought was the best. I think towards the end, I would do seven weeks where they had a gap week in between. So that's how the education part of Warm Heart Life really started taking off. And then that led to creating a book, my second personal development book called Skip College, Read This. <laughs> then it was time to move on. It was time to move on. I had started doing business consulting with my friends. I said, hey, don't pay me until you hit a certain level, but I'll work with you every week. That started giving me repetition. And then eventually I, I got my first check for a thousand bucks and I was like, wow. Maybe I'm onto something here. <laughs> so I had my first personal development event. At that time, I had had my first client get to 21K a month, which was when they paid me. I do things a little differently now, but that's how I did it back then. And that created momentum for more and more people to start doing coaching with me. And then after the conference, my mentor said, hey, Brandon, you're ready to start teaching a speaker school. He said, I've seen the following you got. I've seen what you're doing. I've, I've guest spoke on your mentorship calls. You're ready to start teaching a speaker school. I said, you're nuts. I didn't say that to him, actually, but that's exactly what was going through my head. This guy is nuts. He's telling me to teach a speaker school. This is what he does. Why is he telling me to teach a speaker school? 
So I let that thought settle for about two months. And then two months later, I was crazy enough to call the best speaker I know. And I said, hey, I want to teach you speaker school. You want to teach it with me? He said, yeah, we could teach it at my place. And then we started teaching a speaker school, ended up creating A to B Con, had A to B Con 2. Now we just uh, are finishing up our first international speaker school tour almost two years later. And it's really warm heart life is what I do full time now. I, I gave up the majority of my fitness business, pretty much all of it. And this is that's where warm heart life is. That's the story behind it. And the goal with warm heart life is to have 10, 10,000 student universities across 10 of the best cities in the United States. And we have people like Dan come back on fired up Fridays and share their stories in front of 10,000 students or however many that show up, however many that don't sleep in. <laughs> and so that's that's one thing that really drives me, building a university that doesn't have to be revolved around sports teams to fill up arenas. Mm. We just create an environment of such incredible people that we can fill it up around personal development. And the students, they do have classrooms with not as many people, not 10,000 people in a classroom. They do have smaller classes, but they go to school a lot less and we partner with the businesses in the area for internship programs so that the students are actually getting paid while they're going to school. So that's the long-term vision with Warm Heart Life. And what speaker school and business coaching has done is it's given me an opportunity to help people make money and become known as an educator and have other people spreading the word about Warm Heart Life. So that's where we're at with everything right now. This year, I'm going I'm trying to go more into uh corporate speaking engagements, whether that's an actual workshop with the corporations or through just speaking engagements itself with these corporations. So that's where I'm looking to go with Warm Heart Life. And we'll continue to tour. I still plan on doing a speaker school tour open for the public in 2024. And we'll be making A to B Con 3 announcement pretty soon. We already have the date locked down. I'm not going to announce it on here, but we already got the date locked down in May. And we're, we're ready to blow that one up this year. Man, you are just killing it. And I, I let you go because you are just like, honestly, you're the best storyteller that I personally know. So I'm like, just keep on rolling with it. But um, I love Warm Heart Life and everything that it stands for. And I'm actually curious, like when you started that, did you feel like you almost needed like more of a warm heart? Or did you feel like the world needed more of a warm heart? Or like, was that like personal, external? 100% everything yeah everything so i call it the plus one effect it's is a very simple math equation and this 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 equation was inspired by pay it forward the movie i don't know have you ever seen pay it forward no i think i've heard of it though so i watched pay it forward when i was younger and it kind of stuck with me a little bit i i remember parts of it and then i watched it years ago probably four, five, six years ago. And this really inspired the direction where I wanted to go with Warm Heart Life. It was a very simple concept. The teacher put on the board, think of an idea that can change the world and put it into action. And I don't know how old these kids were. Maybe they were second or third grade. But this one kid took it really seriously. He said, what can I do to change the world? This is my extra credit assignment. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, 
I don't know what to do, but I'm going to be observant. What does this world need? And he saw a homeless guy. So he brought the homeless guy to his house. <laughs> and he and he just gave him food. And then the his mom was an alcoholic. So what he did was he just started emptying out all the shelves and he would just he he knew where the alcohol was hidden. So he would find it and then he would just put it in the trash. He would empty it and put it in the trash because he didn't want his mom to drink anymore. So he did different things like that. And then he he said, he said, there's there's only one thing I want you to do for the favor I paid you. And that's to pay this favor back to three other people. So the homeless guy, he started helping he started helping the mom with her truck. The mom started helping her mom who was homeless. Anyways, then then the mom helps someone else. Uh, the story goes on and on, but it, it's very simple. Help three people and then don't ask for anything in return except for them to help three more people. There was another story in there where a guy got in a car accident and uh, the guy pulls up with a car. He's like, here, take mine. <laughs> so, and it, it, it's just very interesting. Very, it was like a very wealthy guy that it's like the car didn't mean much to him. But what meant more was paying back this favor that someone paid to him. Hmm. So that really inspired me. So the way I looked at it was the plus one effect. Okay, I'm one person. Now, what do I need to live a better life? I need more plus ones around me. I need more people who are encouraging me to work out. I need more people who are encouraging me to think positive. I need more people around me who uh, can talk out a business concept that I think can be a game changer. I need more people around me that say, hey, I can't wait to get up in the morning versus, hey, I can't wait to go back to bed. <laughs> so... I figured if you had more positive people in your life, you're going to be able to attract better wealth, better relationships, and better health. Versus if you had more negative people in your life, it's going to be a lot easier to talk about the things that suck. <laughs> Man, I just had to pay a $1,000 medical bill. Can you believe that? What the? <laughs> How many people complain about that at dinner or when you're in a conversation with them? Versus someone saying, hey, you know, I'm so grateful that I got this raise because I was able to pay for a $1,000 medical bill that showed me something that if I didn't find that out, I probably wouldn't have had another year on this earth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You see how different it is, a plus one versus a minus one. So that that's what was really inspiring for me with warm heart life was like, Hey, if I can get more positive people in my life, not only am I going to have better results, but those people are going to help other people get better results. And collectively we can change the world. But if we keep getting, if we keep getting news outlets that are talking about shootings, if we keep getting, uh, bullies get to our head and letting that thought settle when really it doesn't matter then we're probably going to have more uh, more uh, food eating disorders. We're probably going to have more depression being felt. So it's, it's to me, I like simplifying things. 
And I think people overcomplicate things. That's why I don't listen to a lot of people who go super in depth with this. I'm like, listen, if I get more positive people in my life, I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be wealthier. I'm going to be more fulfilled. I'm going to be in better relationships. If I get more negative people in my life, I'm going to be more depressed. I'm going to do more things that I will regret. I am not going to make as much money because I'm so focused on the things that don't produce money. Yeah. And I'm not going to be in fulfilled relationships. I I I think I I've been I've been in uh the beginning of a relationship for the last 3 months now. We've not had one argument. Not one. It doesn't mean that we don't disagree or agree on uh agree on everything or disagree on some stuff because we do. But I knew that was one thing that I wanted. I wanted to be around someone who wanted to find solutions instead of make problems worse. And I knew that was possible because I started, I studied George Clooney. I studied one of the greats. And I, I saw someone that for years struggled to find a significant other that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. But then when he met his wife, Amal, it came easy to them. And I was like, you know what? That I want something like that. And, to, and, I, and I just, I knew it was out there and I know it's out there. So I was willing to be patient to find myself with a plus one. And you never, you never know how that's going to work out, but I know what I'm looking for. And it's not complicated. I'm looking for someone who adds value to my life versus drains value from my life. Yeah. My friend, Mike Diamond, he says people are anchors or engines. And that's what it is. It's either you're, you're lifting us up, you're you're engining us, like you're putting that fuel in the fire, or you're sinking us down to the bottom of the ocean with all that negativity. And, you know, that's exactly what it is. 100%. So that's that's how I look at Warm Heart Life. But quite frankly, that's how I look at my life. Warm Heart Life is my life. Yeah. And I, I love that too, because like the culture that you bring for these speaker schools, everyone from day one, it's just like this big click. And it's almost like, like a family instant chemistry. And, you know, we're all growing together. We're in the fire for those two, three days. And, you know, we really like create these bonds. And I'm still talking to people from Toronto about a month ago. And, you know, I'm forming some really close relationships as well. And, that's what we're talking about with bringing the right people in the room, surrounding yourself with plus ones that uplift you. And you can talk about business, create opportunities together and overall just change the world. So that that's what you're doing. And I'm like, I've been a part of Warm Heart Life. I've been part of the speaker school. And, you know, anyone that I come across nowadays that, you know, wants to improve their speaking or just that confidence, I'll say, hey, do you know Brandon Godoris? He does this thing <laughs> called speaker school, like seriously, every time. And like, I just, I'm always like just mentioning your name to random people in conversations because I know how impactful what you have done has been on my life and the people that you bring in there. It's not just anyone comes in here. It's people that are driven, who want to change the world and want to make that impact and have that warm, caring, 
that heart. And so like, that's what we're doing here. That's what you're doing here, I should say. So kudos to you. And I just, you know, the world needs more of warm heart life and Brandon Godoris. Yeah. Well, thank you. As, as does it you, as does it with you and everything that you're doing with the, uh, the experience mindset growth concepts. I, I think that's phenomenal. I think it's such a simple equation and it just makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I got it from my story, but then I realized, wait a minute, when you look at any great person in history, they went through those trials and tribulations. They walked through the fire. They had their failures. And, you know, we look at those those icebergs of success. But when we go below the water, we see all of that, that, you know, they continued pushing forward and they did it. And that's what I'm trying to bring life to is like, you have to go through those experiences. But somewhere in there, the mindset shifted and experience, you know, taught you something that was pivotal in your life. And that led to the growth and the success that we see today. So Every story has it. (laughs) What was that experience for you? Yeah, mine was um, in February 2018. I shared this in speaker school when, um, you know, within a week, I was diagnosed with mono, E. coli. I had an intestinal blockage. And then my girlfriend of three and a half years suddenly broke up with me without any explanation. And I'm just there like broken on the floor, left to pick up the pieces by myself, I had my mom with me. But, you know, at the end of the day, like it was me and I had to do that. And, you know, that's when I made this commitment to myself. It wasn't to the world. It wasn't to prove other people wrong. I wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, this was for me and something that I had to do, because I thought I was never going to get over my illness at that point. And so that's when I was like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to research, do the work, get better and then stay better, maintain this. And so, you know, I had to go through that tough, very uh, emotionally draining, depressive experience before I was able to use that as the catalyst and, you know, switch my mindset to know that, you know, this, this adversity can actually be my advantage if I switch my perspective and how I view it. And so, That's how I'm trying to shift other perspectives by sharing stories, bringing on great guests like you to show that, you know, you can go through these hard times, but, you know, hard times don't last. It's everything's temporary. That's that's something that I've learned, like the pain that you feel today. It's not going to be as bad tomorrow. But if you can get through that, if you can find reasons to keep going, surround yourself with great people, because to be honest, I was suicidal and the only thing that kept me going at a certain point was not transferring that pain onto others. Like my mom and my grandpa, the people that were really close to me, that they would have to live with that pain for however long they're still here. So I couldn't do that. And, you know, that, that really does talk about the importance of why we need people in our life, because we can't do all of this alone. And it's best if we have a community and a tribe that we can just grow together and, you know, get through those tough times together. So this was a great example of what we work on in speaker school right there. So Dan talked about tough experiences. I was like, okay, well, what was it? What was the experience that really shaped you to go after something great? So what did he do? He kind of started building the bridge of emotion and then led it into why he's going after what he's going after. 
the goal of a speaker is to inspire someone to take action and not tell them to take action. So now I can be inspired by Dan's story because I know that he never he he wasn't sure if another day was going to come. And that makes me think, okay, you know, what if tomorrow wasn't going to come? Would I be happy with the things that I did when I was on this earth? And that was a recollection I had a while back. And and now I have so much more I want to do. There's so much more I want to do. But if tomorrow didn't come, I would genuinely be happy with what I've did up to this point. And it was because I had that thought a while back that you just explained. So that was a great job right there. Of course, I'm always going to be someone who's trying to help out my speakers. And I would say, hey, take that two minutes down into one minute. But that he did a great job of building the bridge of emotion there. And I think that's the one thing I encourage people who are trying to be better storytellers. I don't even care if you're looking to get on stage. If you're having a conversation with someone, you're probably going to want to learn how to be a better storyteller. Whether you want to get on stage or not, that's up to you. But everybody can benefit from the things we teach in the speaker school because they apply to a one-on-one conversation. So great job. It was a good I wanted to do that teaching moment, not just for you, but for anyone who may be listening there and, and wants to understand, okay, how can I how can I expand on something that can inspire someone to take action instead of me just saying, oh, you need to go after things while you're alive. <laughs> There's so much opportunity out there. That's a fact, fact versus Dan's story that let us build up to the action that he wanted us to take. Because facts tell and stories sell, guys. (laughs) That's a big takeaway I learned from you. Yeah, like one thing I encourage people like, okay, well, how do I get to become a better storyteller? Well, one thing that I say is, if you want to become a better storyteller, try and stay away from words like, you need to do this. You should do this. Don't do this. Because then you get right into the fact. Versus if you can explain a story that makes people understand why they need to do something or why they shouldn't do something. So earlier, I told a story without saying you need to reach out to someone that you look up to if you want to get better results. I told a story about why I learned the importance of learning from the greats and then how it, it happened then the results that came from it, the recollections that came from it. And, and that that's the key with speaking is to tell a story that gets someone excited to do something that you want them to do after. Yeah, like I said, guys, the best storyteller I know. So you guys are getting (laughs) some insights right here on the spot. So love that we're doing this. And now that we're talking about like being around the right people, I'm actually curious, like, what have you learned from being around some specific elite performers that have made a lasting impression to change the trajectory of your life, being around those greats. When you go after something great, you attract great people. <laughs> That's the main thing I've learned from them and for being friends with them. Yeah, I don't have a billion dollars, but I, I could sit there with a billionaire and they, they could want to have another conversation with me. Why? Because yeah. I'm going after something great. I'm going after something that inspires a billionaire. One of, one of my best friends, he's got 6 billion assets under management. 
He's became one of my best friends. Talk to him all the time. Sometimes he turns to me for advice. <laughs> Why? Because he's seen the stuff that I've gone after. He's seen the people that I've helped. He's seen what I've did with it, uh, the, his employees and his company. He He's seen some of the things that I've told him that he's acted on that has helped him out. And again, when I say told, it's typically told a story to get him interested in learning more about whatever that was I talked about. So that's the main thing I've learned is that the greats, they want to be around people who are going after something great. So you don't have to be a billionaire to have a billionaire friend. I'm not saying I got a billionaire friend, but I got, I got multiple friends that are, they're, they're, they're well into the eight figures and probably some of them are in the nine figures. <laughs> and a big reason, you know, I, I had a guy, he, he delayed his trip in the Chicago speaker school. He, we, I have put, this is on my Instagram. He delayed his trip a day for a guy who's making a million dollars a day. He delayed that trip to hang back and have a conversation with me and everybody in speaker school. And we were going to do like 20 minutes. He went for about an hour 15. <laughs> then he stayed another 15, 20 minutes to, to take pictures with everybody, answer their questions, get to know them, connect with them. Why did he do that? Because I reached out to him. I had a phone call with him. I paid for a $3,000 dinner that I got to spend time with him and meet him in. I sent him thank yous. That's how. You know, the... Greatness loves being around greatness. And you are great if you're going after your dream. If you say you're going after your dream, but you're not taking the action on your dream, you're not great. You're great and not taking action is what you are. <laughs> yeah. And that can become the rut that we get stuck in. Is that like a analysis paralysis? But you just got to take that first step, guys. That first step will turn into the next step and the next step. And you don't have to see the first step or you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Martin Luther King quote from uh, speaker school that we did in Toronto. But um, man, like I'm curious, like when. Um, like, I guess when you go the extra mile, like when you're in these networking, you're always going the extra mile, talking to people, like doing those dinners, like that's how you're putting yourself out in these positions to be around greatness and, you know, be great yourself. You know, do you have any advice for anyone out there who like wants to step into those situations, but, you know, maybe they don't know what to say or they feel anxious. They just, they don't even know what to do in those types of rooms. So for someone who's like a seasoned networker who just gets out there, introduces themselves, shakes hands, what would you say for that person? Yeah. So if you're just struggling to go up to someone and introduce yourself, one of the best compliments that you can give, I, I, I learned this from a pickup artist. I, I, I wanted to go on 10 dates without a dating app in 2018. So I started studying all these pickup artists <laughs> and you would think that, you learn all these pickup lines and all this random stuff. And then the main thing I realized that the best compliment you can give is just go up to someone and say, hi, <laughs> what's your name? So if you're struggling to meet people, just understand that the, the best compliment you can give is just go up to them. Even if you don't say anything, even if you just go up to someone, 
and you don't say anything, that's a compliment in itself. That means there was something about that person that you admired them enough to go up to them. You went out of your way to go up to that person. So a guy that's going up to a girl and totally blanks out and then walks away, that girl knows that that's a compliment. She knows that that's a compliment. May, may she laugh and be like, oh, that guy was weird. May she feel bad and say, oh, like, let me tap that guy on the shoulder and actually talk to him. Yeah, both could happen. But no matter what happens, she knows that's a compliment because you went out of your way to go up to her. And obviously that she knows that that's because there's something about her that made you attracted enough to want to go up to her. Mm. Now, you probably want to take a little bit further and say something. So if you say something, a great thing to say is, hey, what's your name? And it's a great conversation starter. Do you always have to open with that? No, it could be like, hey, what drink is that? And and it's like, wow, y'all look like you're having fun. What are you celebrating tonight? So those are things that just happen. The more and more you do it, that you can be observant of. But in reality, just go up to someone and say, hi, what's your name? And if you want good practice, just go to a networking event. If you want good practice, go to a bar that has a lot of people there that you could just introduce yourself to people and and maybe it doesn't go that well. It doesn't matter because each conversation, you learn more and more from it. I, I learned so much from one conversation a year or two after I started implementing that. When a girl says, Brandon, you know, you know, we're friends. You're cool. I like talking to you. But every time we talk, I feel like I'm getting interviewed. So then from that conversation, I was like, okay, how can I have a conversation with someone without them feeling like they're interviewed. And it made sense because I had been on a lot of dates with girls where they're like, wow, like I, I feel like I barely got to know you. And that, that was an issue because even though they felt like they were talking a lot, they probably wanted to get to know me as well. And I wasn't opening up as much because I was asking so many questions. So I started studying Chris Voss, Chris Voss, never split the difference. And he talked about mirroring and labeling. So what's a mirror? Well, if someone says, I went to Taylor Swift last night, you could say, Taylor Swift? And then they go, oh yeah, it was so much fun. She played 44 songs. There were 60,000 people singing every single one of the songs that night. I got a I got a tequila drink with a with a pink cowboy straw on it. It was one of the best nights of my life. Best nights of your life? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Me and my girl were there. We drove down an hour. We waited in traffic for an hour. We didn't care. All we wanted to do was just get lost in time for those three and a half hours. And Taylor Swift did that to us. And then if you if you want a label, you can uh, you could say, oh, wow, it seems like you had a good time. So it seems like it sounds like it feels like so you could say, wow, it seems like you had a good time there. Yeah, it was the best time I've ever had in my life. Like, I just can't wait to go again next year. She actually put some more tour dates on recently. So I was already looking up the ones I want to go to. I might actually travel to Dallas for this one. 
<laughs> and anyways, I'm not even asking a question, but yet she's just going and going and going and going. And you could say, well, Brandon, you just made that up. Well, how do you think I was able to make that up? I've had hundreds of conversations using this in the the pickup setting and in the professional setting. It works. There's no, it's no joke why Chris Voss's book has sold however many copies it's sold. I don't know how many, but it's a book that you'll see in the airports. There's that many sold. <laughs> I could go on and on with things, but those are a couple things that your viewers can take away. Yeah. And thanks for the book recommendation as well. You guys can get your hands on that, sharpen your skills a little bit. But um, man, this conversation has been incredibly valuable. I love that we're diving into some topics that we don't normally talk about on this show. So super insightful. I got one last question before we wrap things up. Then we'll let you get on with the rest of your day here. What's been the greatest life lesson or piece of advice received that has made the biggest impact on you? I'm more curious about what yours is. I'll answer it. But what was yours? <laughs> um, no, flipping it on me now. Um, shoot, there's there's probably a few, but um, honestly, I'm gonna just stick with what's impacted me this year, and it's really been our our poem that you sent with me because it's changed the way that I view other people and operate. And if I'm not operating on this higher level, then I'm not going to be doing the things that I'm doing today. And I've made a really big shift since February. It was a great event, but that conversation really did impact me and my trajectory going forward. So as far as the biggest impact on me this year, I would say that conversation with you and just what it's led into and that impact. So it, it's been a ripple effect of opportunities. I can truly say that. So Thank you for sharing that with me. And I'm going to think about that a little more as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. I mean, if I were to boil it down into three, it would be studying the greats. And then the and we already told the story on that. So I'm not going to go into that. Then number two would be small wins add up to the big wins over time. So I learned that from Andy Frasilla. He gave me something that I could do every single day that can challenge me each and every day to get these small wins that would eventually add up to the big wins, the, the big conferences, the speaker school tours, the, the books, the, the coaching clients. So the, the relationships, all that stuff. So he gave me something that I could do every day that I, that I do every day. I put a post on my Instagram uh, about that pretty recently where I explain exactly what I do there. And then, Another one was based off this book called The Four Disciplines of Execution, which talked about how to actually break down a big think goal. So those, those were probably the, the biggest thing, because I, I think when you have a focus, it's a lot easier to create a path to get to that focus, even if you don't know how. Yeah. But the focus helps you figure out the how. I was in a conversation with someone on Sunday night. We were talking about her goals. And I said, the number one thing that limits people with their goals is worrying too much about the how. So when you're doing your five to 10 year goals, take out the how and just think about the what and the why. Like, wh what is it 
that I want to achieve if it were if it were possible and I took the money away from it, what would it be? And then and then that helps you think about the like why, why that would be so fulfilling. And then once you figure that out, you can start to make sense of how that would actually be possible. I've heard so many people say this quote that I'm about to say that I don't even know who it's by, but it's uh, most people they <laughs> They overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in five or 10 years. And so I just think that's one of the best concepts I've ever heard because I truly believe in that. And you talk to any successful person and I feel like they'll tell you the same thing. A lot of people try to do too much in a year versus, okay, what is it that I really want to attack this next five to 10 years? And let me break that down into uh, different steps that different target points that can help me get to that next level so my one-year goals may not be as big as some people but my 10-year goal like people can't even make sense of it so big (laughs) or i should say eight year and three month goal now time's ticking on that one (laughs) there we go it's coming those uh the schools national nationwide are coming i love eight years and three months Let's go. That's that's something that I'm truly excited to watch your journey just continue to develop and see the impact that you create on future generations and these younger generations as well with all these students. So, man, it, it's going to be an exciting ride and I'm, I'm truly grateful to be a part of it. So, man, let us know what how we can support you like what do you have going on right now or something that you're looking forward to that we can get involved in the future and yeah just let us know yeah the next public speaker school will be january 26th and 27th in the legendary stanford connecticut so uh that's a great uh great way to support is just follow the warm hard life page that's where a lot of the content's coming up and support it like it comment on it message me whatever whatever you want if, you, if someone wants to have a call with me there's a calendly link in my instagram bio brandon Godoris or, or warm heart life i i'm the only person who has access to both of those so awesome yeah I'll tag both of those Instagram and your website in the show notes. So anyone listening right now, they can just click the link, get connected with you. And, you know, if you're still listening to this conversation, you should definitely hop on that right now. So Brandon, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. You are empowering generations with tools to better ourselves so we can better the world at large. You lead by example with your kindness and willingness to do the right thing. And humanity is better and brighter because of you. Thank you so much for impacting us today. Thank you. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21-Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge, the ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, 
and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.